0: I stepped out into the cold, brisk New York City wind. I glanced over my shoulder. For some reason, I could not shake the feeling that there was someone watching me. It's hard to tell whether there was or not, because no matter the time of day, New York City was always busy. With my thoughts regained, I let one foot lead the way to the theater. Inside my pocket, my phone vibrated with a message from my best friend Jessica. When are you going to be here? I hastily typed soon. I shove my phone back into my pocket, thinking of all the possible shortcuts to get to the theater. I finally decide on the alley between Le Bon Nouriteux and Le Bite, two of the small restaurants on Washington Street. It is about a 10-minute walk from the alley to the theater, so I make a sharp left and step into the alley. The lights are dimmed and it reeked of spoiled onions. My phone lights up with another message from Jessica. Hurry up. I roll my eyes and shove it back in my pocket. Then, my head connects with a brick wall. A human brick wall? The man stares down at me with wide eyes and a creepy git. I hastily turn around and walked in the opposite direction. I suddenly tripped over something lying in my path. My face making contact with the ground. A firm hand grasps my wrist and flips me over, so I face them, and they shove a piece of cloth under my nose. I choke on a scream, and my eyes become heavy. See you in a few hours. A man's voice says right before I slip out of consciousness. When I wake up, I feel a sense of relief. There's a mattress beneath me, and it was only a dream. I swing my legs off the bed, but instead of my feet m- meeting my plush carpet, instead they meet a cold, hard floor. I rub my eyes and look around. I'm in a room with- without windows, a single wooden door, and a wardrobe that looks very old. Then, blood drains from my face. Where am I? I croak as if expecting someone to answer me. I walk across the room to the door and place my clammy hand on the cold doorknob and yanked it. The door made a rattling noise, but it did not come open, a tear threatened to escape my eye. I did not know where I was or why I was there. Suddenly, a click echoed throughout the room. The old door slowly creaked open and beyond that, a black hallway. I peeked my eyes outside and looked to my left then to my right. No one was in the dark hallway that I could see. So with little confidence, I had stepped out into the darkness. I ran my fingers across the cold wall in search of a light. Nonetheless, I did not find one. Instead, my fingers found a thick, iron-scented liquid. I jerked my hand away from the substance and wiped it on my pants. I started to back away from the wall, but I was met with the large fence-like body of my kidnapper. I told you I would see you soon, didn't I? He grinned, gripping onto my shoulders and turning me around so that I was facing him. You're sick, I muttered. My jaw clenched and my hands balled into fists. That doesn't matter. His eyes darkened. Why'd you leave your room? He asked, his grip tightening. Because I was curious, I wanted to know where I was. He reached for his back pocket. On instinct, my knee came up and hit him in the groin. (gasps) The man doubled over in pain. You dumb girl, now you're really going to die. I turned in a half circle and raced down the hall. I took every turn and twist until they led me to a staircase. I heard loud, heavy footsteps behind me. So without hesitation, I ran up the stairs. I looked over my shoulder every few seconds to make sure he wasn't hot on my trail. I reached the top of the staircase and took heaving breaths. Finally, I was safe. I walked around the room until I found a door. I opened it and looked around. No sign that the psycho was here, so I walked to the threshold into a room that looked a- like a kitchen without any appliances. I stopped in my tracks, not sure where to turn next. I started to walk forward, slowly making my way around the counter. I opened the doors just to make sure that was it wasn't actually a kitchen. In this drawer was a variety of syringes and small jars vaguely labeled chemicals. I picked up one and read the label. It was a red piece of tape reading "Serum one in bold black lettering. I put it back into the drawer, shutting it quickly. There was a plain white door at the end of the kitchen. I went to the door, turning the handle. I opened it to find bodies. I cupped my hand over my mouth. What was he planning on doing to me? How many more people were there besides me? My thoughts raced one thing I didn't know for sure was that I needed to get out of here and fast, or else something really bad might happen to me. I also knew for a fact that I did not want to end up dead. I turned around and as if I were expect as if I were in a cliche horror movie, there he stood, crowbar in hand. What are you doing back here? He grumbled. I thought I told you to go back to your room i wrong turn. I shrugged, then attempting to make a run for it. He slammed the door, leaving me with no escape. He grabbed onto my wrist, his knuckles turning white. I didn't want to have to do this. You're such a good person. He muttered. Have you been what? But before I could finish my sentence, he thwacked me in the head with the crowbar, and my body crippled to the floor.